it was just a really terrible feeling that I had where now at that point I had three three and a half weeks to give her my edited version of my manuscript before she would start taking it on and editing it and I just I knew I couldn't give it to her I was like I have poured my whole life since sixth grade into this book I cannot just give it to her and not see anything in return fighter leader forgiver creator survivor changer that is woman i'm hannah derricks and welcome to the podcast telling the stories of powerful everyday women turning the sour into sweet i woman This episode of iWoman is sponsored by Expression, the athleisure brand for women that specializes in expressing your unique inner self through everyday wear. From sports bras to leggings to socks, Expression has the athleisure outfits to help you shine from the inside out. Use the promo code WOMAN to get 25% off your first purchase at www.expressionathletics.com. That's WOMAN at www.expressionathletics.com. Now... Back to the podcast. You probably don't want to say like too, too much about the book, but like you did talk a little bit about it. So I guess like, do you want to give like a little minor teaser, maybe read like a little excerpt? Mm -hmm. Okay, then I will just kind of pick apart my prologue. All right, this is the prologue. So it doesn't give a lot of details. It just, this is more of like the teaser but based on what I just explained, hopefully this, this makes sense, but you're also not supposed to know exactly what's going on. So, here we go. Sunlight beat down on her through the window, warming her skin like a blanket. In that moment of silence, the realization of her situation hit her like those rays of sun, filling every fiber of her being, though not nearly as gentle. That's Madeline Glasny, a junior from St. Norbert College in De Pere, Wisconsin, reading an excerpt from her novel, A Disastrous Mind. It's a project nine years in the making. Her creative inner spark fired her up as she brought her ideas and her writing to life. But when she got to high school, her love for writing led her to a new dream, becoming a published author. I would find myself in, in our IB English class, I'd try to sit like on the on the side of the room or in the back corner so I could be typing as we had class because I thought I want to get all these ideas out onto paper because now was the most opportune time to finish a book so that when I get to college or even after college, I can start with the whole publishing world. Fast forward to Madeline's freshman year of college. She was taking an introductory feeder class and she developed a strong bond with her professor, a soon-to-be published author from Door County, Wisconsin. This professor was an inspiration and the publishing connection Madeline needed. One day after class, she at the end of class, she was talking a little bit more about this specific book and her journeys. And she was telling us that, oh yeah, it's coming out at the end of spring next year. You should, you guys should all read it and, and comment on it and tell me what you think. So after class that day, I stopped in her office to 
ask her some questions because at that point I had started something in high school, one of my stories, and it was almost finished. So I thought, oh, this could be something that could really help me network and figure out um, where to go for my to send my book to a publisher. And she was super helpful. After getting contact information, Madeline started to exchange emails with the publisher, a woman she refers to for privacy reasons as Sheila. And we emailed back and forth several times. This publisher had a daughter who was one year younger than me. So she, she, I felt like I could really connect with her because she was also my mom's age. And I really, I really liked the way that she was talking about her company and just giving me information, specific writing tools and things like that. She even had her own blog on her website. However, this sweet dream the publisher advertised hid sour realities. Madeline couldn't find what she needed. Her website and blog lacked information, and Sheila would avoid Madeline's questions about marketing details and cover designs. It all seemed a bit odd, but Sheila's attention to Madeline made her fears fade away. I was just so excited that someone was interested in just listening to me. I feel like that's such a huge thing for someone to just be able to sit there and say, I want to hear what you have to say, even before they read your material. That's just, it's such a heartwarming feeling. And I felt so good about myself and I felt empowered. I I really just enjoyed life. Madeline's parents seemed skeptical, but she convinced them of how this was her time to bring her dream to life. After seeing the contract, Madeline's mother suggested they have a lawyer look at it and the document was littered with traces of what Sheila was really after. Money. But Madeline still focused on her dream. She made some amendments, and Madeline sent in her contract along with a copy of her manuscript. Sheila praised Madeline for her work, telling her how the piece gave her goosebumps. It filled Madeline with confidence and courage to continue her pursuit to become a published author. Everything was perfect. Until one phone call made all of Madeline's dreams fall apart. I get a call one day from my professor who who had taught this theater class and who had connected me with her. And this was about a semester later. So her book had come out in the spring and this was toward the end of spring. So I was right on the, the verge of finals and summertime. And my professor said, Maddie, I'm so sorry, but I really need to talk to you about something that's happening with the publisher. Could you please give me a call at your earliest convenience? So of course my heart is racing. My, my palms are sweaty, I'm freezing, I'm clammy. It was just a really bad feeling, especially when you, when you don't know if it's good or bad. Madeline found a quiet spot in her room and called back her professor. She found out that Sheila wasn't abiding by her contract with her professor, an example being that the book was published a year later than agreed upon. Madeline then discovered that Sheila made her pay twice as much as her professor to become published. Madeline wasn't getting the answers, PR, or editing she needed to get her book where it needed to be. Within minutes, her sweet dream turned into a bitter nightmare. A few weeks later, a meeting was held with Sheila's other clients to discuss her lack of professionalism. Madeline's mother went for her since she was unable to attend, and the discovery she made shook Madeline even more. My mom came home that day. We were talking about what she learned at the meeting and some of the things that she was telling me about what the publisher has done was just a huge turnoff. It was just so heartbreaking. The main thing that all of us were noticing was that she was not, Sheila was not paying anyone their royalties. She was, it, that money was getting lost. I'm doing air quotes right now. The money was getting lost. So basically that means she was stealing money from authors who 
poured their soul into their words, poured their soul into their work, and she was just taking the glory away from them. It was just a really terrible feeling that I had, where now, at that point, I had three, three and a half weeks to give her my edited version of my manuscript before she would start taking it on and editing it, and I just, I knew I couldn't give it to her. I was like, I have poured my whole life since sixth grade into this book. I cannot just give it to her and not see anything in return. This left Madeline in a difficult, but also fortunate situation. She wasn't in as deep as Sheila's other clients. There was a chance to escape this trap. The answer? Reading the fine, tiny print buried in Madeline's contract. But it basically said in the contract, if the author doesn't give the manuscript to the publisher within, I think it was 30 days after the date in the contract, so June 15th, I was supposed to give her the manuscript. If I didn't give it to her by then and plus 30 days after, then she the contract would just, just cease to exist. After several months of waiting it out, Sheila reached out to Madeline to see if she wanted to continue working with her. After thinking of her response for a whole day, Sheila emailed again. She would give Madeline back her work. Madeline thinks this is because Sheila feared she may want to threaten to pursue legal action like the other authors. After this, Madeline looked for literary agents in summer of 2019. After 10 to 11 rejections, she felt defeated. Even worse was having to tell her extended family that her book would not be published. But after the sour pain, Madeline realized something. The situation didn't define her, and it wouldn't take away her first dream, writing for pleasure. What I feel when I write is like a, a rainbow is shining on you, and you have all these prisms passing the, the rainbow throughout the whole room. That's what it feels like when I write and when I when I envision the future. So that's what I was starting to feel again. I, I didn't even realize that I had lost that through this whole process. But once I started writing again, just to write, I wasn't writing for publisher. I wasn't writing for commercial fiction. I wasn't doing it for anyone other than myself. That's when I remembered why I loved writing and why I wanted to be published. Madeline is waiting to hear back from a new, reliable publisher about working on her novel. If this isn't her time to be published, that's okay with Madeline. Now that she turned that sour experience into a sweet success, nothing will hold her back from living her dream. So now I am 350 pages into that book. It's completely different. I'm so much happier with how things turned out now and, and having the ability and the creative freedom to rewrite the novel because, of course, I would have been happy with the way it turned out, but... Looking back, I'm so glad I didn't I didn't go with that publisher because this book is so much more professional. It's so it's more me and it's more what I I see in myself and what I see when I when I want to write. Almost done with this book and I'm just looking forward to what the future holds, whether that be a month down the road, 10 years, 20 years, I, even if I'm a grandma and I'm getting a book published, that that is still something that I I would enjoy and that I see myself doing. I, Woman, is the podcast made by an everyday woman for everyday women, featuring stories on rejection, heartache, mental and physical illness, sexism, racism, and more. This podcast is here to inspire, connect, and educate women everywhere. If you or another woman you know has a story of how they turned a sour part of life into a sweet success, message iwoman at gmail.com. That's iwoman at gmail.com. I'm Hannah Derricks. And thank you for listening to I, Woman.